All right, we're back with Region 4. Um, so, first matchup, we got the Sioux City Slickers going up against the Bowling Green Bobcats. And Coach Overmars of Bowling Green took them to their first ever NTT. So, congratulations, Coach. I mean, fresh off the heels of, I think it's what, one, two. He's made the DTT every year since season 12. So, uh, <laughs> wow. And it's not just him. A bunch of coaches have tried. At that yes. Um, they have made one PTT their second year um, ever. And that's it. So that, that is impressive to be um, this bad of a team. Uh, you look at, they are the number 253 overall um, team. So not great, but they made the NTT by winning improbably winning uh, their conference tournament. Um, three dominant wins, double figures, and all three as the number seven seed in the conference. I'm not sure what's happening, but, you know, they're uh, they're playing their best basketball, you can say. So, um, you know. <laughs> it wasn't a high bar to clear, but, yes, they are. Best basketball their program's ever played, probably. <laughs> yeah. So, Bowling Green. And as a reward, they get uh, Sioux City. <laughs> um so they're not top 10 in a statistical category. Sioux City is dominant and big. They're number two in defensive true shooting, six in true shooting margin, number nine in rebounding margin, number eight in assists, number one in blocks, number four in point margin, um, number two in defensive true shooting. So that's a lot, and they are really good. You got two seven-footers. One's playing small forward. Uh that was a tie I lost to him. I think he was a 6-6. Uh, Jamal Diaz um, playing really well. Uh, Skyler Wynn, man, 57% um, from the field, 62.3% true shooting. Um, that's that's a monster right there. Uh, Michael Montgomery, the freshman, getting almost five blocks and 10 rebounds, three assists. This team looks really good. What do you, what do you see in this team? It's very interesting to look at Sioux City. I remember last season, I think it was last season, their coach posted something like, sorry for wasting Skyler Wynn's career, basically. You know, I mean, yeah. he, he was a huge, most you know, one of the most recruited players. You can see number one hardwood class, number eight sim hoops, obviously just a superstar. And last season, they snuck into the NTT. Um, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, and they finished 62nd in the NTT, meaning they won what two, one game, two games. Um, so I think just one game. So you know, and obviously not for quite a while when the late consolation rounds. So what really unlocked this version of this team was the addition of Michael Montgomery, the freshman, yeah. big guy, seven footer, able to play center. Win plays power forward. You mentioned Diaz at small forward. And now everything is just clicking. I mean, Montgomery has, per 30 minutes, five point five and a half blocks a game uh, with a nine-to-one assist-to-turnover ratio and a double-double. So, you know, you can argue he's really the best player on this team. Uh, it's at least a debate between him and Skyler mm -hmm. Wynn. And when, when there's a debate between Wynn and somebody else as to who the best player is, that's, that's pretty scary. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're the only undefeated team in the country. They've done it against a reasonable schedule, 179. Uh, they don't have any super impressive non-conference wins. You know, they, they got by Brunswick, a team that, that we were praising in the Region 1 podcast. They beat them by 15. Uh, in the preseason, though, they took out yeah. Colorado Springs, a top-10 team, by double digits. 
They beat Waterloo, which is currently ranked number 14, uh, only by six, but still that's a win. So, you know, this is just a great team. They're going to be very tough to beat. I think overall, League 31 seems a little more top-heavy this year than most. Some of the, the, the very top teams strike me as a little bit more impressive sometimes. Um, there are times when the one and two seeds seem vulnerable to me, and, uh, you know, I'm not sure that's so true of most of the teams this year. Uh, so, you know, we talked about Bowling Green. Awesome that they're here. Very impressive to win those three games by double digits. It would be one thing if they just snuck through won them i was trying to look at their schedule to see if they changed the lineup and they did a little bit i mean they they had toby jones starting at point guard in the latter two games in conference conference tournament whereas he wasn't starting in the last game going into the conference tournament but he also didn't start in the first game of the conference tournament so it's hard to make heads or tails of it uh it's you know it's certainly an impressive run they've been on but it's pretty hard to imagine that it would continue yeah yeah it's really interesting um you uh, you know, Sioux City's got one of those teams where you, where you look at it on paper and you're just like, "Oh my goodness!" Mm-hmm. Like they're huge, you know. They're just they're just gigantic. But you know, their their point guard play isn't amazing. They got yeah. a five ten freshman um, who doesn't look like he's an amazing defender, but he can score a little bit. Um, they got a distributor sophomore um, playing shooting guard. Um, and it's like, man, a lot of times it's hard to rely on those big men to score a lot of points and they don't score a ton. They score 83.7. They're, I mean, teams can outscore them, but they're just so big. It's hard to, it's hard to match them on defense. And, um, so I'm, I'll be interested to see. It's one of those teams that it's like, man, sometimes it looks better on paper than it actually does in real life, but they're 18 and 0, so I mean, yeah, it's a little harsh when they're undefeated, but I get it. I actually do get it. I get what you're saying. That 510 point guard gives me some pause as well. I think they'll get beat at some point. I don't yeah. see them going 24 and 0, but they are. They're yeah. pretty. They're pretty impressive. Yeah. So, uh, this next matchup, we got the Norman Tech Later Gators, coached by Coach Strategy 9000, going up against uh, Funstigato. Funstigato? Yeah. Um, yeah, Funstigato, Funstigato. I don't know. Stigato, yeah, uh, who's back in the NTT after one year off. Um, and he's talk about big, by the way. You talk yeah. about big teams. Newark has yeah. Sioux City beat, they're very big, um, <laughs> in every way. Yeah, two run down their starting lineup in height. Yeah, let, let's, yeah, that. I think he's taken after the one coach who uh tried to do all seven footers for a while. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, so yeah. Not a great scoring team, but amazing defense. So let's look at Newark. Um, Newark is number three in defensive true shooting, number two in offensive rebounds, number seven in rebounding margin, number seven in blocks, number two in defensive points, number six in free throws attempted, number one in defensive free throws attempted, number three in defensive true shooting. I think I already talked about that, yeah. So, and then Norman... Norman's number seven in defensive three points allowed, and that's it. Um, should be an interesting matchup, you know. Uh, really, really big guys against average size guys, but very much, much more skilled. Um, I don't think I don't think Newark's played a team um, this good yet, and I don't think I'm going out on a limb 
saying that Brunswick's a solid team, but um, yeah, that's that's my thought. What do you think? Sure. Yeah, I mean, Newark's best win is against a team ranked 40th in Allentown. Uh, they split with them. They won in the regular season, lost in the conference tournament. Uh, well, actually, I shouldn't say that. They also have a win against number 32, Brunswick. They split with mm-hmm. them as well. They beat them in overtime and then lost in the conference tournament by five. So, I mean, uh, this will be a little bit of a referendum, I think, on conference one. Historically, yes. one of the one of the worst conferences. But this year, uh, doing a little bit better in the rankings. A couple teams get in as at largest. I think three teams got in overall. Brunswick, as well as Newark and Allentown are all in. Uh, and Hershey wasn't too far out, actually. Uh, so, you know, it'll be interesting to see if they can really hold up on the big stage. Uh, what now, do you the, think? Okay. Do you think, or just, just knowing the conference a little bit, your dad plays in it. Yeah. Do you think that conference, that, that ranking's a little overinflated? I think the conference one is better than it usually has been. I think they have some solid teams this year. Okay. I don't know. I don't know that I think it's overinflated. Uh, I think it's more like they're no, they're no better than they're currently ranked. I mean, let me yeah. see what the conference is actually ranked. Um, conference one right now is ninth. Wow. That is so much higher than they usually are. Yeah. Um, you know, and Newark is just a very interesting team. They have been competitive for the past few seasons. As you said, they were in the NTT two seasons ago. They have all this height. They're just a, a weird team to play. Uh, you know, I don't know that we actually went through it. Six, seven point guards, six, 10 shooting guards, six, 10 small forwards, seven, one power forwards, seven, two center. So, you know, yeah. that, <laughs> that is impressive, but I, I don't think Norman is going to be intimidated. I mean, for those who heard the Region 1 podcast, you heard my slander of Conference 24. I suggested that conference might be a little overranked at number three right now. But, you know, I've now this is the second Conference 24 matchup I've seen. And in both of them, I have to admit, I feel like Conference 24 may have the better team. I mean, Norman with that consensus top five junior class, Fox Johnson star playing small forward. Uh, you know, it's not like they're short. Uh, so I, I would I would think Norman should have the edge in this game. Newark is, yeah. you know, Newark with that much height is the kind of team that can beat a lot of bad teams, right? Like it's just going to be hard to keep up with them unless you have talent. But once you do, I, I don't know. I, I think you can get by them. And and Norman, to its credit, when it has made the NTT in its history, um, it hasn't now in a few seasons, uh, has done well. I mean, the last two NTT appearances both were Sweet Sixteens. Uh, going back a few with strategy as the coach, obviously going way back. They won the NTT back in season three, not too relevant here, but the team with some success. And I, I do see them as the better team in this matchup. Okay. Can I make a plea to Norman? Um, <laughs> Go for I it. think, I think Brandon Love should be starting. Um, when he's on the floor, they're way wow. better. Yeah. I mean, like, like he, like when he's on the floor, they, they outscore that he, he's plus minus is 5.6. Yeah. And per um, 30 plus 12.3, as opposed to the starter, just plus 2.0. So yeah, yeah, I see it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he's not as good of a defender as Tyler Williams and maybe not even as good as ratings. Um, but um, he doesn't put up the same game score necessarily. But when you have guys like Fox Johnson and Lionel Hoskins and Armando Staves, um, you know, super freshman, uh, a lot of times you can rely on those guys a lot more. I don't know. That's just it's a thought. tough one, though. I mean, I see it with the plus minus, but Williams has a really nice game score, 17.2 yeah, per 30 minutes. And it's not like you can really get love in there somewhere else. I mean, Hoskins and yeah. Johnson have to start at the 2-3. So yeah. that's a that's a pretty bold move to take out Williams. But I understand it. I get where you're coming from with that plus minus. Yeah. 
Anyway, yeah, and Coach Strath had a lot of success um, going deep in the PTT, but um, he's back in the NTT. Um, you know, I think he's got a chance, and I think he's got a good team there. So uh, I'm excited to see what they can do. Let's look at the next matchup. We have Waterloo Woodchucks going against the Boca Raton Bombers. Um, Waterloo 15 and 3, number 14 overall, 96 strength of schedule. Uh, just, you know, normal Waterloo team, I feel like. Uh, I think they brought back four of the five starters from last year um, and then put Colby Jordan into the starting lineup with those guys. Uh, last year, they were. They were a tough team, one seed. Um, Paul Coleman last year broke the record for um, rebounds in a game, uh, rebounds in a season. Um, so that he's a stud. He hasn't been getting as many rebounds this this year, but still putting up great numbers. I mean, this team's really talented. Boca Raton out of Conference Thirteen, they got some skill um, in their freshman through junior class for sure. Wyatt Peary. Austin Jones, Edwin Johnson, those three, three freshmen all starting. Um, but they only scored 79 points per game. Let's, real, let's look real quick. Boca Rotan is number three in offensive rebounds, number 10 in steals, number 10 in turnovers. Um, yeah. And then Waterloo is number nine in blocks. And that's it. So, yeah, thoughts on this matchup? Um you know, similar teams, I just think Waterloo has a little bit more skill. Yeah, a lot of props to Coach G Money, I have to say. When he came into the league, let's see when this was. I'll get in the history. Season 14. I remember pretty early on, they won a few big ties and yeah. started having having some NTT success. Actually won the NTT in season yeah. 19. And I will admit, at first I thought, okay, you know, that's nice. They're having this kind of success, but... Here's a new coach, you know, most, you know, winning big ties is, it has some degree of luck and that's why they're succeeding. But he has really shown that he can, you know, maintain a successful program in a very tough conference yeah. through quite, a, you know, for quite a while now. So uh, last year, last year, as you said, they were a number one seed, made it to the elite eight, uh, you know, really backed up that number one seed and, you know, are just continuing to fire uh, this season, you know, four very solid classes. The seniors and juniors are the best. You mentioned Coleman. He had 14 rebounds a game last year. Ridiculous. Now he's at 10 and a half. Uh, but I, I think Boca Raton may be able to hang. I, you know, this is another team with a terrible strength of schedule, 248. Um, so, you know, 15 and three, not 17 and one. That's why they're way down at number 61 in the power rankings. But they have some talent. Uh, it's not in the senior class, but they've got, you know, a 29-7 freshman class, hardwood sim hoops, 22-35 junior class. They have some height, 6'11", 6'10", power forward center. Uh, so I, I imagine this is going to be a tough game for Waterloo. I think it, it could be a close one. Uh, certainly Waterloo is the more talented team, but you know you get to the stage and, and anything can happen. So uh, I'm not going to be too shocked if we see an upset in this game. And last thing on it, uh, I talked about all the Austins in drive the lane in the region one part. There's an Austin on Waterloo, there's an Austin on Boca Raton. So we've got two more Austins. Uh, right. it's not not really something that bothers me. It's just interesting, interesting to see. And Austin Jones looks like the better Austin. Uh, he's he's starting for Boca Raton, so that could give him the edge. Who knows? Getting all the hard hitting analysis. I love That's it. right. Yeah, exactly. Not That's quite as good as you know fast food comparisons or whatever it was you guys did there a while ago. 
<laughs> yeah, that I mean that's why we pay the big bucks, right? Um, <laughs> so let's look at the five twelve matchup. We got the Huntington Beach uh, Axon going up against the Aberdeen Tribe. Another PNTT, um, yeah, another PNTT matchup here. Uh, Reginald O'Donnell, um, twenty eight point four points per game. Not the greatest shooting, but he's shooting like eight threes uh, a game. Just and getting to the line four times. So that guy's crazy. Um, Huntington Beach is one of those teams that the last few years has just been really, really solid. Um, they put out good players and um, they're big at a lot of positions. So, and they're pretty good. Let's look at Huntington Beach. Huntington Beach is number one in defensive points, number six in point margin. Um, number one in defensive true shooting, and that's it. And then Aberdeen is number eight in three points attempted, and that's it. So, um, yeah, it should be an interesting matchup. Uh, you know, uh, Huntington Beach prides themselves on being a defensive team, giving up only 59.1 points per game. Uh, 42.7% true shooting. Um, and then Aberdeen, you know, just jacking up the threes, um, especially Reginald O'Donnell. Uh, you think they got a shot here? I like Huntington Beach. Uh, these two teams played in the PNTT first game, first exhibition game. Maybe can't take that much from it, but it was an 86-73 win for Huntington Beach, even though Reginald O'Donnell went for 37 points. So yeah. I, I think Huntington Beach is is the better team. You know, Coach Naff, obviously, Naftali, one of the best coaches in, in drive the lane, has been around for a really long time. I think he sort of can scratch and claw and get every single thing he can out of his teams. But I, I don't know that they're going to be able to compete on the big stage this season. And I should mention, I, I should have mentioned it with respect to Boise uh, earlier when we were talking about them. Conference 21, as the conference uh, members will tell you on the message board, it's a pretty terrible NTT history. I mean, in, hmm. in round one, they have a history of losing all their games. I mean, when we get to Aspen, we can talk about them, a team that has looked great this year, that they may be able to break that curse. I don't know. Um, but, you know, Aberdeen is a little undersized. They rely a lot on O'Donnell to score. As you mentioned, he doesn't score that well in terms of percentage. Uh, Huntington Beach has some nice wins this year, beat Reno in non-conference. Um, as I mentioned, beat Aberdeen in the preseason. So I, I think Huntington Beach is is a very solid team on the upswing and lose some seniors this year that aren't that great might be able to be even better this year but I like them this year too. Nice, yeah. Um, let's look at the next matchup. We have the Lincoln Abrahams going against the West Palm Beach Trans Dragons. Uh, Lincoln, you know they got that um, senior class with Antonio. Uh, McIver, Brandon Griffin, and then obviously Anthony Bayer. Anthony Bayer looks like he's got the fast track to win um, mm -hmm. League 31 Player of the Year. I mean, he's playing, he's just playing incredible. And then you got Aaron Smith um, and uh, Andrew Patrick, which is part of a 52 5 class. So he's holding that up. This is a really solid team. Um, they. Uh, they are number eight in defensive true shooting, number seven in turnovers. Bayer's number one in game score. Um, 
number seven in point margin, number 10 in defensive free throws allowed. Um, yeah, so, and then uh, West Palm Beach is is number uh, six in def defensive free throws allowed, and that's it. So, um, they got their they got their work cut out for them, but um, they're playing up decent points. They're I mean I guess seventy six point nine not not a not a ton. If they can keep this a really low scoring game, maybe they have a chance. But they just look like they're out of their league in, in terms of uh, talent wise. Yeah, I don't know. Conference eight has a history of sneaking up on teams in the NCT. Yeah. I mean, there have been a lot of teams from conference eight, and I won't be able to give you a number, but I feel confident in saying this, that have won some games as double-digit seeds. Macon, not too long ago, was a number 15 seed that I think made it all the way to the Final Four or at least the Elite Eight. Um, you know, different team, different season, I get it. But for whatever reason, this, this, yeah, the conference just seems consistently underranked. Uh, you know, and so I, I really want to be able to pick West Palm Beach here. You know, it's it's tough to do so. They don't have a ton of talent. It is, you know, the, in the seniors, that's where they have their talent. 4867 class. The other three classes are all in the triple digits, including, you know, a class in the consensus 200s as the juniors. Whereas Lincoln, by contrast, as you mentioned, is the great seniors. Bayer with the unbelievable season. Um, and a really nice, I mean, five hardwood, 52 Sim Hoops junior class. We talked about this with respect to San Jose, and there's six 131. So that's even crazier. But this one yeah. still shows you what kind of player Andrew Patrick was thought of by the magazines. So yeah. um, it's really it's really nothing against Lincoln whatsoever to say that I, I think this could be a good game, could be an upset, just because of that history with West Palm Beach and these kinds of teams. Uh, so I have my eye on this one. Yeah. Let's look at the seven ten matchup. We got the Lansing Blue Collar going up against the. Um, sorry, they're going up against Carson City. Um, so one team from my conference, one team from yeah, the, from for sure. Conference. So uh, Lansing, you know, they got that three five class. They got Quincy Styles, um, who um, who's a really solid player. Um, not definitely hasn't shot what he was hoping for this year, but. Um, this team has just battled through the number two um, strength of schedule this year. Hey, who's got the number one strength of schedule, by the way? That would be us. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> that would be us, yep. Uh, and, uh, you know, they, they came out on top more times than they didn't, you know. And um, Coach Sam Whalen, you know, he's the number two time – Two all-time coach in power rank. Who's the number one, by the way? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I guess I'd have to check. <laughs> Team with some with some level of success, though. No titles. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, really solid team. Carson City. You know they got Peter Edwards. Let me look at their top each team's top ten uh, um, rankings. So Lansing is number four in three points attempted. That's it. And then Carson City. Um, is number five in assist. They're number six in steals, number six in points. Um, and that's it. So this should be an interesting matchup. Last year, Carson City made to the Sweet 16 before getting ousted. But, uh, you know, they're back for more this year um, after, you know, not losing any senior. You think you think it's a pretty good team. What do you, what do you think? I believe in Carson City, I'll tell you, as a team that has had to play them twice and then was thrilled to avoid them in the conference tournament. Uh, I, I think their ranking of 38 really undersells them. 
This is a team, as you said, that went 20 and four, finished number six uh, or number nine in the NTT last year, number six in the power rankings. Didn't lose a starter, didn't bring in a great freshman class, but it doesn't matter. They, the guys mm-hmm. all came back. Edwards is really good as a point guard. Hamilton is really good as a, as a center. Uh, Silva is a great shooter. Alexander is a good two-way player at small forward. Uh, this is a really good team. And, you know, they, they handled us the first time they played us. We managed to keep it real close the second time. And honestly, I was kind of proud of that result. Uh, you know, and so basically put it this way, I have to believe in them because if they're not that good, that would mean that we're not that good because they, they beat us both times they played us. Yeah. Uh, and you know, they were, they were just a really tough team to play. So, you know, they had a couple tough, you know, losses. I mentioned when we were talking about Cedar Rapids earlier that Cedar Rapids blew them out. Uh, Carson City also lost kind of a weird one to a Long Beach team yeah. from our conference that peaked early in this season. At one point, Long Beach was like in the top 30, and then they'd really, really, really fallen apart. So that loss looks worse now than it did then. Uh, and then they got beat in a close game against a team in Salem that has a lot of pride and some upperclassmen in the conference tournament, you know, in a game that Carson City didn't need. So in a vacuum, I would say this is a team that's ready to make a run. Now, the problem is they're not playing in a vacuum. They're playing against Lansing. Yeah. Uh, which, as you said, is one of the best teams in League 31 history, uh, has had a lot of success this year, just barely lost to Ann Arbor in the conference 15 title game, lost by three, 103 to 100. Uh, so I see this as one of the best matchups in round one. I think both of these teams are really good. Yeah. Um, I, I just I believe in Carson City, so I'm, I'm not going to pick against them. I think, I think this team has something to, to show. Uh, and it's unfortunate for them that they have such a tough first round matchup. But if if they can win this game, I really think they're capable of making a deep run. Yeah, this this game looks like it's a lot of fun. You you know, one one of the things that I think at least uh, Conference Fifteen is known for is just I mean everyone has just such solid defensive teams, so it's really hard to score. Sometimes when you get in these tournaments, it feels like okay. <laughs> The clamps have been taken off, and like we can, we can finally shoot a little bit. Um, but also, we've spent all year trying to figure out our our shot settings, and it it changes. Like putting putting the the settings different uh, changes. So uh, Lansing hasn't shot very efficiently this year, but they have played, but the, but they've just played really tough schedule. Um, if Lansing can keep up with. Um, the, the way they play at the end of the season. Um, I really yeah. like their chances because they beat some really good teams. Um, obviously, they had they lost twice to Ann Arbor, but you can't really fault a team for no. that, especially losing on a buzzer beater that close game. today. Oh, was it actually a buzzer beater? Wow. Yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah. Tucker, um, yeah. Tucker Johnson hit a buzzer beater to win the conference tournament. So, um yeah, so should be a good matchup. I'm excited to see what happens. And uh, yeah, yeah, Peter Edwards. Um, he's the guy. Edwards is the guy. guy. Yeah, he's yeah. the guy. And so I don't know. Ernesto Smith came in midseason to start at point guard for Lansing, and yeah. they've been better. They've been better with him in there. Very, you know, decorated freshman. So maybe, maybe he can slow him down. We I put it this way: we didn't have a guy who could slow down Edwards. Uh, I'm sure they are out there, but they're they're tough to find. So I, I wouldn't want to have to play against him. Yeah, and I think Ernesto is known for his defense for sure. But that being said, it's really tough to put a freshman in that situation. You know, mm-hmm. um, he does have good, um, good guys around him that can kind of encourage him, but doesn't mean he's going to have. He's still that's still a tall task, you know. Um, 
he, Ernesto has spent the whole year, you know, today he guarded Tucker Johnson. Um, he's, he's guarded Bristol, um, a few times. He yeah. held Bristol to six for 25, which, wow. okay. um, was, I mean, that's, that's pretty impressive, but for uh, sure. But still, it's like, okay, now you're playing NTT teams. It's a little different. So, uh, cool. Let's look at the next matchup. We got the Montpelier Peepers going up against the Sumter Maccabee Tel Aviv. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a team in, like, Israeli basketball, right? Oh, really? I I I mean, Maccabee makes sense. I mean, Tel Aviv is a city in Israel. And okay. I think, yeah, it looks like it. Oh, it's a soccer team. Maybe it's also a basketball team. I don't know. But yeah, it's a soccer team. Yeah, basketball as well. Maccabee Tel Aviv. Okay. All right. Yeah, they got in, win by, they got in by winning uh, Conference 7. Um, I did not know that Israel was part of Conference 7 geographically. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, it's, it's something new, I guess. Or, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Montpelier, you know, they, they, they got a really solid team, uh, 14 and 4. Uh, three of those losses, or was it three or two? I think all three of three of them were to um, Rochester, <laughs> and uh, they beat pretty much everyone else other than them. Uh, really struggled with Rochester for some reason. I don't know, but you got Tanner Wilkerson, um, the point guard Moises Gary, and they're they're really big. Same, I mean, you got their big men. They're really talented. Uh, Sumter. They got that five six sophomore class uh, with uh, Robert Hawley, and Hawley's just playing really incredible. Fifty eight point nine percent true shooting, nineteen point six points per game. Let's look real quick. Sumter number six in defensive points, number four in free throws attempted, and then Montpelier is number seven in free throws attempted. Number seven in offensive rebounds, number two in steals, um, number seven. Yeah, I, I think I already talk, did a pretty close attempt at seven. So, um, really interesting game. Can, I mean, a lot of teams don't have big men that can score. Can Montpelier slow down? Um, can you slow down the big man um, there in that matchup? I think that's a question to ask. Their, their losses. Um, were to Rochester. He tried something a little different today, and he played zone against Rochester. That didn't work, um, although it, Eric Arms did go 5 for 15. So, uh, But the bench, um, especially Renee Scarborough and uh, Abraham um, again, uh, went off off the bench to uh, score a bunch of points in that game to get them. But I wonder um, if – I wonder if uh, Coach uh, – Russack is a little worried about his post defense. Um, I mean, going zone there and stuff like that. I don't know. Maybe Holly can take o- take over and win this game. But yeah, what do you think? I think he was just trying stuff because they couldn't beat Rochester. You know, yeah. I don't know that they're worried about the post defense. Cameron Robinson has three point three blocks and one point two steals per thirty minutes. Uh, you know, Samuel Stewart is also a very solid defender at power forward. Robinson being the center. So for whatever reason, that Rochester team just gives them fits. And, you know, I, I'm sure they're thrilled not to be playing them now in the NTT because when they've played anybody else, they look great. And, you know, they have the one two-point loss to Aberdeen. Kudos to Aberdeen for that one. But in the non-conference, I mean, they beat Ann Arbor. That's Ann Arbor's only loss is to Montpelier. Yeah. Uh, Montpelier also got by Reno, a team that I was praising earlier. So I think this team's real good. 
Uh, and I'm not really a Sumter believer. You know, yeah. I've talked about Conference 8 before about how they have outperformed their rankings consistently, and that's true. Not so true of Conference 7. Uh, Tallahassee is a team that is in the NTT this year and has a pretty good history of pulling upsets. Maybe we'll get to them later. Uh, mm -hmm. Sumter, not so much. You know, they have the talented sophomores. They won Conference 7 regular season. That's fine. It's just not a very good conference. I, yeah. I don't see them as being in the same class as Montpelier. Yeah. All right. Let's look at the 6-11 matchup. We got the Naples Crusaders going up against the Worcester Italian Mafia. Naples, um, they're number seven in defensive free throws allowed, number one in uh, true shooting, and that's it. Uh, Worcester is number four in offensive rebounds, number 10 in blocks, number one in uh, three points attempted. So uh, should be a good game. Uh, Wooster, um, last year they were um, they were one of the top seeds, and I think they lost in the first round. I think they were yeah. seed and yeah. lost in the first round. Um, they brought back a lot of what they had last year. They just lost their point guard, Robbie Edison. And I think it took a little bit to figure out um, who the point guard was, but they started rush, freshman uh, Riley, Riley Martins, and they started him after the uh, – you know, after he didn't do as well, he went he went two and four in the PNTT against a tough schedule, obviously, but still it wasn't it was a lot lower than he was he was hoping for. And uh, um, once they put him in, they play they played better, but they still they still dropped some games. They dropped one to Utica, dropped one to Bloomington, and dropped one to New York City. I mean, this is um, last year they were the PNTT champs. Um, this year they're an at large team. You got Joaquim Erickson, Alexander Jackson. Uh, you know, you, you got some you got some really solid players, but um, I think he's having trouble figuring out the whole point guard thing, and that's limiting the ceiling that this team can have. Yeah, it, Worcester is sort of like the cousin to Boise. We talked about them in conference in the Region 1 podcast. Mm -hmm. Both teams were among the best in the country last year going into the NTT both suffered rather shocking upsets in the first round and then both have struggled this season as compared to what they did last year, despite some, you know, on paper indications that they might be able to keep things rolling. I mean, yeah. you mentioned Worcester lost one starter, uh, brought in a pretty good freshman class, but hasn't been able to figure it out. I mean, Edison, I think is, was a more valuable player to them than maybe some of us realized perhaps, you know, coach that knew that I don't want to speak for him, but uh, you know, you're right to say Martins has come in and stabilized that position a bit, but, they just lost by 22 today to New York City. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't that long ago, and they got blown out by Bloomington, a team from your conference that did not make the NTT. You know, a solid team, number 54, but still to lose 85-57 doesn't bode that well. Um, so it's just it's interesting to see the struggles. It shows you how delicate team chemistry can be. You know, you have one combination. It works great. You look awesome, and you lose one guy, and you think, well, yeah, we won't be quite as good, but we'll patch things together, and, and it just doesn't doesn't totally mesh. Um, whereas Naples, I think has had a really impressive season. I mean, they're yeah. they have two, two losses to Charlotte, a team that made the PNTT final and is now ranked number five. Neither of those was an embarrassing loss. They lost by 11 and eight. Um, one, uh, and they actually beat Charlotte in the first game I, that, where they played, I should mention they won by 11. Um, and then one, two point loss, you know, in conference to Norfolk. So, you know, Naples doesn't have any great wins other than that one in conference against Charlotte, which is certainly impressive. Um, but I think this is a good team. You look at their sh the shooting percentages of their yeah. starting lineup, 
pretty impressive. Point guard, 68.2% true shooting, and he's scoring 15 a game. Okay. Yeah. It's not like this is on two shots a game. Shooting guard, 61.9%. And Kennedy is a guy I remember. I was on him as a max. Uh, so that was a tie win. Turner, 61.5%. Kel, Kyle, excuse me, 64.4%. All those guys average double figures and are over 60% true shooting. Yeah. Uh, so I think this Naples team is for real despite, you know, sort of the overall recruiting ranking, maybe not looking all that great. Um, so, you know, Worcester is going to be a force to be reckoned with based on what they still have. Erickson is a is a beast inside for sure. Uh, but Naples is impressing me. Not a team that I was too familiar with, admittedly, heading into this podcast, but just looking at them, uh, they can really shoot. Yeah. You see those percentages and you think, man, this team must score 90 points. But they're <laughs> only scoring 75 points a game. Um, which is, I don't know. It, it, it's kind of interesting. I, I, I thought yeah. they were, I, I was thinking, looking at, oh, number one team in true shooting. Okay. They're probably, you know, they're probably going to score a ton of points, but no, they don't, you know, and it's probably just a lot less possessions. Um, yeah. Normal tempo, normal I guess, tempo, but not, still, yeah. But still, it's like you, you, you'd expect more, not the greatest, um, schedule, but you know, I think the pro you look at Wooster and the problem they've had is they just can't score. They're shooting 42.1% from the field, 49.8% true shooting. Um, you know, they're going to, I mean, you know, they, they're going to, if, if I'm Wooster, if I'm Stable, I want to keep this game um, as least possessions as possible um, because the more possessions, the more chances uh, Naples has to score. And, I mean, obviously, you have a good defense and everything, but you don't want to get in a scoring match with this team. Now. So it sounds like you think Naples should go up tempo for this game. Yeah, I, fast. I yeah. think Naples should be going up tempo. You know, all they, the time. Yeah, all the time. You know? Yeah, but you know, they they lost a couple games to to Charlotte, and they beat, they're the only team to beat Charlotte this year. Right. You know, yeah. that's that's something to be said in itself. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, Kennedy is a great, is a really, really good player, starting freshman shooting guard. Uh, so for him to be at just that fifteen point six points a game, uh, you know, there's a reason that he's so efficient. Like he could be scoring more, and they've just chosen to be really balanced. And it's an interesting, you know, question whether they could be even getting more out of this talent. I don't know, but for now, they've been so efficient and pretty successful. Yeah, another thing. Uh... I really like uh, Caleb Carter. I I would I I might even consider. I mean, I don't think anyone wants to take the uh, advice of a coach that's made the PTT for the last like five years against <laughs> the not... toughest toughest schedule year in and year out. <laughs> but I I think Caleb Carter is a stud. Um, Three point nine assist, uh, you know, point nine steals, one point five blocks per thirty. Um, so, so but, would you? Who would you bench? Would you take Ed Nielsen? Maybe, maybe Nielsen. You know, I think, I think uh, Kiel's pretty good, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Nielsen's yeah. stats look un, uninspiring, I guess. They but, do. This is true, and Carter has the recruiting ranking on his side as a freshman. It's fair. Anyway, but uh, they they got the coach has a pretty good team. I think he knows what he's doing. So sure. uh, let's. Uh, Let's take a look at this bracket. Um, you know, I like – I know you were down on Conference 24, but I'm going to take Norman upset Sioux City, I think. Um, yeah, I'm just, just going for it. So 
Uh, I'm taking um, Huntington Beach over Boca Raton. I think Boca Raton pulls off an upset. And then Huntington over Norman to get to the... Um, oh, man, I'm with you. I like Huntington Beach here. That's my pick as well. Oh, top. really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I Yeah, interesting. I, didn't, I thought maybe you'd go Waterloo, but not even in, out of the first round. Now you know the yeah I got I took Boca and then on the bottom um, I'm gonna take man it's tough it's tough to take a Lansing and Carson City because that matchup's gonna be so good but I think Lansing's gonna beat Lincoln um, Montpelier's gonna beat Naples and um, they'll set up a Lansing Montpelier matchup that'll just be a defensive uh, <laughs> showdown but I'm gonna take Lansing there too I, I think Lan Coach Sam Whalen's got a great team. He's got, he knows what's going on. I do think Huntington's going to beat Lansing to go to the uh, final four. I like the winner of that Lansing Carson city game to get to the elite eight. Um, yeah. That's, I, yeah. That's, that's who I see. I think Montpelier is good and it'll, that'll be a good matchup, but that's the one that really sticks out to me. Lansing Carson city, whoever wins that game is getting the elite eight. And I, I could see him going to the final four too. Okay. So who are you picking in the in the bottom? Take I'll take Carson City. Why not? Conference mate. I need to show a little pride. So you're going to take them over? Huntington? Yeah, I'll I'll put them in the final four. I I really think they're that good. I'm not saying they'll yeah. necessarily do it. They they easily could lose in round one because they're playing Lansing, but they can make the final four too. Yeah, cool. Well, that's uh, region four for us, and uh, yeah, we'll be back with another one.